Hey there, welcome to Savor Food and Body, a podcast about intuitive eating, body image, food and cooking, and helping middle-aged women live vibrant, healthy lives. I'm your host, Amanda Bullitt, an ex-disordered eating athlete turned anti-diet nutrition counselor and body peace promoter. I spent years literally running my body into the ground trying to keep up with health, wellness, and beauty trends. Fast forward past many failed attempts at controlling my weight, years of recovery work, and here I am today. Enjoying a trusting relationship with food and my body and helping you do the same by savoring food in your body. You won't hear any diet talk here, just heartfelt, supportive conversations with a little middle-aged sassiness on the side. Welcome back to another episode of Savor Food and Body. And today I wanted to give a little bit of a behind the scenes of how Savor Food and Body even got started. And it's a story that is really not all that old. It started about a year and a half ago uh, when we did our first Savor Food and Body fall retreat. And I wanted to give a little bit of insight onto how, how the word savor even was started in the first place in terms of this healing your relationship with food and body. It was really through the brainstorm of a therapist that I was working with on the retreat, just a really great colleague that I've collaborated with. And her name is Carrie Kirsch. And if you are on Instagram, you can find her at the Embodied Therapist. Carrie had this great idea when we were come, trying to come up with a name for the retreat into how to have this play on words of savoring food, meaning with its original meaning of tasting food, but then also how learning to savor food versus worrying about how many calories are in it, how many macros, how many grams of whatever are in it, um, how that can really help people heal their relationship with food. So I have to credit Carrie for having the brainstorm to use the word savor and kind of do a little bit of play on words with that. So for that, I am internally grateful to her for that brainstorm. So let's dig in a little bit to what the what the definition of savor is. And then I'll explain how it applies to the work I do with clients and kind of the big picture of how it applies to just divorcing yourself from diet culture and moving forward in more of an anti-diet, non-diet approach to life. So the Oxford language's definition of savor, there's two definitions. One is a verb and one is a noun. And the verb is to savor food, meaning to taste good food or drink and enjoy it completely. The noun definition is a characteristic of taste, flavor, or smell, especially a pleasant one. That usually is what comes to mind when people hear the word savor. As it applies to my work with clients and as a tool that I often use to to walk clients through getting started on healing their relationship with food and your body, I use it kind of like a guide, an acronym to help inform our work and where we're gonna go with our work. So if you think about the word savor, and the letters spelling out stop, awareness, validate, options, reflect, and release. Let's dig into that a little bit more. From a big picture perspective, so thinking about branching away from diets, giving up on the diet mentality, turning away from 
following food rules and restrictive rules around food, having more of an excessive regimen with exercise. When we're talking about savor to apply to that big picture, we're really talking about stopping the dieting, stopping the behaviors of dieting, the counting, the measuring, the weighing, all of that, including weighing your body, and stopping that really regimented mindset around exercise. Becoming more aware, so there's there's the A, the aware, of diet culture messaging and beliefs that have taught you how to relate to food and your body. So we stop the dieting, we become aware of what messages encouraged you to start dieting in the first place, and then we want to validate that it's not your fault. The years of dieting, following food rules, spending money on expensive products, programs, the time invested in living, trying to live up to all those expectations, none of that is your fault. So it's really important when you get started on this non-diet way of living, this anti-diet mentality, it's really important to notice that no matter how many years you spent dieting or following different plans and protocols, none of it was your fault. You were living up to, again, those messages, and this is why having the awareness of how, where you learn those messages is so important. You were living up to messages of what you were told of how to be a good, healthy, worthy human. And particularly, this is felt with women and marginalized communities too. Once you have stopped, you've become aware, you're validating that your behaviors are not your fault and where they're coming from, then you can reflect on what options you have to redefine your health on your own terms and create a trusting relationship with food in your body. So what do you need to do to move forward? You say, I'm not going to diet anymore. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to weigh. But I have no idea what the next steps are. So here's the first a few, few steps forward anyway that can involve um, detoxing your social media. So replacing any of, of the folks that you follow that are more diet-centered and body-fixing-centered, more hyper-focused on the aesthetics of health as opposed to more the internal perspective of health. Evelyn Triboli and Elise Rush, the authors of Intuitive Eating, talk about intuitive eating as being an inside job, meaning that to do that work, you're getting more in touch with what does your body need and what is what's it feeling in any given moment. So replacing some of your feed, your social media feeds with accounts that support health at every size, intuitive eating, body respect, and even body image, and Facebook groups too. There are a number of Facebook groups out there that are connect as support groups for folks just getting started on their intuitive eating journey. There is a Facebook group that is tied to this podcast. You can find it on Facebook groups under Savor Food and Body. That's a private Facebook group that anyone can join to use it as a community to work through. What are you practicing on and what challenges are coming up with turning away from the diet mentality? I also highly recommend reading Intuitive Eating, the fourth edition by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. That's a great place to start on how to start wrapping your brain around moving beyond food rules and food restrictions. 
and excessive exercise regimens. Other books that are helpful include Body Respect by Lindo Bacon, Lucy Affermore, The Body is Not Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor, and Body Kindness is also a really great one from fellow anti-diet dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor, Rebecca Scritchfield. Body Kindness in particular has a lot of actionable steps and reflections that you can do to really help you move forward. And it's been a favorite of my clients for a long time. Of course, getting one-on-one support, if that's an option for you, getting one-on-one support from a certified intuitive eating counselor, dietitian, therapist, oftentimes, and I know this is true with my work with clients, having a dietitian on board as well as a counselor is really impactful to helping you move forward in this new way of relating to food in your body. Once you've kind of figured out what options do you want to try to engage with, other tools, resources you want to engage with to help you move away from from the dieting world, then you can pick one or two of those options start diving into developing an intuitive eating practice, learning more about the anti-diet mentality, learning about health at every size. And you can continue to reflect on the tools and the resources that you come across and then think about, are are they helpful? What's helpful about them? What's maybe not as helpful to give in your situation? And where do you need more support? So the R in savor stands for reflect and release. So once you choose an option, in this case of resources or tools that you want to use to help you move past the dieting world, then reflect on those options. Are they helpful? What might you need instead or in addition to? And then release your experiences of working with those resources. The other key piece to being able to savor food in your body is the fact that it's a practice. It's not one and done. Here's your list of steps. Go do these things and everything's going to be hunky-dory with you, with food and body because our lives don't work that way. There is something that's going to come into our lives at any given moment that's going to make it feel like the shiitake is going to hit the fan. And how are we going to stand our ground in taking care of ourselves when life gets difficult? And that's where having this healthy relationship with food in your body, having these steps to savoring food in your body can help you kind of get regrounded in how to take care of yourself when life gets hard. But that's also why it's not a straight linear process either, because life is always going to throw curveballs. So you're constantly doing this reflecting and releasing on where are you at in your practice? What more tools might you need with your practice? And then not judging yourself for not being far enough along on your practice. That judgment, critical self-voice, that comes from diet culture. That comes from the idea that you're failing at a program, that you're failing at not losing enough weight or feeling that you've gained the weight back and working with intuitive eating and health at every size is not about failing. There is no failing in in either of of these uh, philosophies. It's more about getting in touch with who you are as an individual, your needs, your unique feelings, 
learning to get all of these opportunities as learning opportunities, learning to, again, utilize these ideas as a practice and knowing that not everything's going to be perfect. Kind of like me trying to do podcasts. I'm realizing that there's a certain level of self-compassion that we need to have when we're trying something new, whether that for you is intuitive eating, coming from a past of dieting, or for me, it's trying this crazy world of podcasting. You know, anytime we try something different, we need to be doing some reflections and then releasing our experience with some self-compassion so that we can move on. Now, when it comes to the day-to-day experience, you can also apply the SAVER acronym to just relating to food on a daily basis. I've often used this with clients and I'll call it a mindful minute, taking a mindful minute. And you'll see that come up in some of my social media posts as well. And what it's meant to be, again, not to push you to doing these steps within a minute or assuming that that's going to be possible right from the get-go or shaming you when it's not possible. But the idea is the more that you practice these steps of savoring food and your body, the more that you're going to, the conversations that go on in your head are going to happen quicker. For example, if you're given any eating, eating situation that comes up or thinking about moving your body or not moving your body, noticing that you've got some some difficult feelings coming up that might be encouraging you to eat or not eat, that is a good time to kind of check in with yourself and take this mindful minute to kind of walk yourself through these steps of savor and see what you might need in a moment. So for example, when you're coming up towards needing to eat, maybe you're feeling a little bit of sense of hunger or you're maybe not feeling a sense of hunger, but you're still standing in front of the pantry or the fridge and wondering why you're there. It can be a good key that you need to check in with yourself and your needs. And so stopping, taking a moment, taking that mindful minute to get out of autopilot mode. So often we are living in autopilot mode and because our lives are really fast paced and there's a lot that we're trying to to cover in our lives. And so when you get out of autopilot mode, when you stop, take that pause, then you're actually able to check in with your body and get back in tunement with with your body. So getting off of autopilot mode, awareness, so becoming aware of your body and what you're feeling. So once we take that pause and that stop, and we can get back in touch with our body, then you're likely to hear what's really going on. Are you really hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you craving connection? Maybe you need to move your body. Maybe you need to mindlessly scroll social media because you've been doing a lot of hard brain power for a long time. Maybe you need to get outside and get some fresh air, play with a pet, whatever it is. Just becoming aware of what your body's needs are. And then validating. So the V in SAVER stands for validate. So we're always validating your experience, validating your needs as a human, as a worthy human, validating the feelings, what's coming up for you in your body. How are you physically experiencing those feelings in your body? And then options. O is options. What options do you have to meet those needs? in the given moment that you're in. Given the time that you have, the resources you have available, what options do you have to to take care of your needs in that 
time frame. And then, of course, the last one, the R, is reflect and release. So again, choosing a couple of options to try meeting your needs and, and try helping whatever your body needs in that given moment. And then reflecting on it. Did they help? Did those options help? Did you get the the satisfaction that you needed, the comfort that you needed? And if you didn't, what do you want to do different next time? If you did, great. What do you want to do the same next time that a similar situation comes up? And then you want to release the experience. It's really important with practicing intuitive eating, practicing savor food and body, that we really get away from rumination and judgment and thinking about, oh gosh, why did I do it that way? Oh, I should have done this. The shoulding. The shoulding is a big deal and is a big part of diet culture. And we want to get away from the shoulding. So that's where the release part of savor is really important. It's taking note of, okay, this is what I tried. It worked. It didn't work. This is what I want to do different next time. And then moving on with your life. This is where I will often invite people to start their own saver journal, if that feels good to them, where they can write down. It's often helpful to kind of brain dump, get your ideas from your brain down onto paper. And really that act of putting pen to paper can be really impactful in terms of helping to do any rewiring in your brain and just coming up with seeing patterns that can help you move forward in this healing relationship with with food. A saver journal might have just day, the time, maybe a few notes about what was going on with you, and then walk yourselves through those steps. Say, I'm stopping, I'm stopping doing this. Here's where I'm at. I'm aware this is what I'm feeling in my body. This is what I'm, I'm missing. These are some needs that I have. I'm going to validate those needs. I am worthy of having these needs. It can be as simple as that. Just writing those words down, you are worthy, you deserve to have these needs met can be really impactful if that's not part of your internal monologue and hasn't been for all of these years. Then options. So just jotting down some notes. What are the options that you have to to try to meet your needs right now? Of course, choosing a few of those options, jotting that down in your journal, and then going and doing them, and then reflecting and releasing. So did those options work for you? Do you wish you did it differently? Uh, What do you want to do the same or different the next time a similar situation comes up? It's a little bit different experience than maybe journaling that you're used to in the past, particularly food journaling. And if you do end up eating as one of your options to take care of yourself in that moment, totally fine. And you don't need to get tied up into how much did you eat and weighing this and weighing that. I never want clients or my students to get hung up on weighing and measuring. That is the exact opposite of what we're learning how to do with intuitive eating and savoring food and body. Those are just kind of a behind the scenes of where the name saver came from in the first place. And yes, there's a little bit of a play on words in terms of the more conventional definition of saver. And then there's also this bigger 
application of SAVER in terms of my work with clients and my students and retreat participants, even in using it as a tool in your day-to-day experience as you navigate healing a relationship with food and body. I hope that was helpful. If you want to dive into that in a little bit deeper, you can download the free strategies towards savoring food without guilt. You can get that by going to alpinenutrition.org and clicking the banner at the top of the page. And there are six strategies that are along the lines of the steps of savor, like I mentioned, and some that kind of get out on the fringes of that savor, but they all relate back together. Again, you can go to alpinenutrition.org, click the download button at the top banner of the page to get your free strategies to savor food without guilt. And until next time, I hope you have a great week wherever you are, and I hope you continue to keep savoring food in your body because life is really too short not to. Take care. Thanks for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop weekly, and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. In the meantime, you can get more savor-worthy resources and inspiration by heading over to alpinenutrition.org forward slash blog, B-L-O-G, where you'll find show notes from today's episode. While you're there, you can also download a free copy of six strategies to savor food without guilt. You'll also get weekly emails with insights and the occasional recipe that I don't share anywhere else. You can subscribe today at alpinenutrition.org. And until next time, keep savoring food and your body so you can live the vibrant, healthy life you deserve. Talk to you soon. Background music was created by Stepan Bell. All verbal audio content was created by Alpine Nutrition, LLC.